0: Open up the windows. Let the light in. I love that song. I love the series we're about to have. Um, but I want to first take note of someone that's in the room with us tonight. And I'm thankful he came back in. <laughs> he just left. to go back in. So Dave Polden is with us tonight. And I'm going to give you a little refresher. Dave Polden, um, at Christmas time, when mom was in the hospital. We were praying for two or three people in the hospital at the same time. A few people in the hospital. Um, here in Sarasota, and Dave was on a ventilator, and he is from Pennsylvania, this is Andrew and Aaron's father, and he was on a ventilator, and they ended up transferring him to Butler um, Hospital, I believe, and, and they continued to do a, a marvelous work on you there, but we know that the prayers of the people of God were a huge, huge help, and he is here tonight. He is here tonight. God's out Day, give your life completely to Him, and He will continue to blow your mind. Continue because He has blown our minds, hasn't He? And so, we consider it a privilege to be in your presence tonight. And so, thank you for being here, visiting your boys, and thank you for being here. And we believe that God's hand will continue to be on you. Okay, so, is it the Lord good? Amen. So good. All day today, I just felt just this constant theme that the Lord is good. I've just had so many different songs running through my heart and my head about that. But either way, it's March. It's March. Can you believe it? You, are you kind of like, it's March? Or are you like, it's March. Which one? I don't know, Like, right? I feel both. Some days I'm like, it's March already? And other days I'm like, it's March. I'm so, I'm so glad I'm so ready for it to be March. But um, for the longest time, I couldn't think of a name for the series that we were going to do because it's kind of like a potluck um, of thoughts but all of it will come together with let the light in but i was just going to call it it's march because it's kind of how we're all feeling we're kind of moving forward with wobbly legs you know what i'm saying we're moving forward but our legs are wobbly in some ways i don't know about you i think about a year ago in march and um we were headed i was headed to oklahoma for meetings to um for the university there that i'm on the board of trustees for i'm actually leaving tomorrow um no, excuse me monday to do the same thing these will be my last macu board of trustees meetings it's been a wonderful five years there but um my time has come and i've decided not to renew but anyway a year ago i was headed to oklahoma and the conversation about covid was getting stronger and dallas was coming home with me because his spring break was starting that weekend and he just brought spring break clothes you know and then he stayed because shutdown happened Two days after he got here, it actually began at the NBA game in Oklahoma. Can I remember that? And that was March, a year ago. Next weekend will be a year from the last typical in person service that we had as a church. And it was really fun having hot dogs with you guys today before the service. Wasn't it fun? One year later, we're just going to move forward. Our legs might wobble, but we're going to move forward. And I believe the Lord is going to lead us. He's going to give us wisdom. He's going to tell us how to handle this. And he's going to tell us how to stand strong and keep moving forward. If it's warm in here, forgive us. The, the church is working on their air conditionings, but um, we're thankful that it's not 90 degrees outside, aren't we? <laughs> it's a nice, spring day, so we're thankful for that. Well, it's March, and we're going to let the light in. I don't know about you, but I hope you're you know, polishing your windows because the light is coming in. It looks like spring outside, and we can see the green is getting greener, and we can see hear the birds chirping, and there's a neighbor of ours that has bougainvilleas, I think that's how you say it, um, that are gorgeous, and I want to be able to see them. So, you know, we got to get the fingerprints off the windows so we can see it, but we also need to just let the light in and so that's where we're headed tonight as you can tell and i am so excited about this potluck of of messages that the lord has put on my heart and tonight we're just going to jump right in and here's the deal let the light in god is light in first john we see first john 1 5 it says that god is light and there is no darkness at all in him do you see this no darkness at all in him i hope that's good news to you If you've ever been through a dark season, I want to just remind you, God is light. There is no darkness at all in Him. He is light, and He is going to bring light to us this month, I believe with all of my heart. So I listen to a few sermons a week. I am a sermon listener. Moody Radio has lots of good sermons on and I love listening to those and a lot of times I'll listen to podcasts. I have a lot of favorite pastors that preach and speakers that preach around the world and I will listen to them and I'll be inspired from time to time. But recently, actually it was last fall, not recently, last fall, time flies, it's March. Anyway, last fall, I was listening to a female preacher that I enjoy listening to and she said these words: "Poor self-esteem is poor theology." I was like, "Hold up, write that down. I'll come back to that later because I don't want to miss what else she's saying here. I'll come back to that later." Poor self-esteem is poor theology. Well, because nothing is just a good quote. I want to break it down a little further, so I did. And at our staff retreat last September, we broke it down together. And so we're going to break it down here tonight. Because this really got my attention. And so let's do it. So I said, poor self-esteem is poor theology. Well, okay, what is self-esteem? We, we think we know what self-esteem is because we talk about it and we use the words. But I wanted to find out for sure. Self-esteem. Confidence. in one's own worth or abilities. Interesting that it starts with the word confidence. So poor confidence in one's own worth or abilities is poor theology. Okay, well what's theology? Theology. The study of the nature of God and religious beliefs. So poor confidence in one's own worth or abilities is a poor study or understanding of the nature of God and religious beliefs okay so if my poor self esteem points to my poor theology of how I understand God then who is God God is here's just some of the words that we decided to write we decided to not use the Hebrew or the Greek for you tonight so we're gonna use the english god is love creator mercy holy redeemer majesty if i say a word and you want to open that for yourself tonight that god is that for you i just want you to wear it put it right here ever present all-powerful peace sustainer Ruler of the universe, all knowing provider, protector, healer, unchanging, always what you need, alpha, omega, the one judge, righteous, giver of every breath. Dave, mom, amen? I didn't hear you. Yeah, that's right. Catch your breath and say amen. (laughs) Giver of every breath. Perfect. Good. Our victory. God is life. God is joy. God is our helper. He is our eternal father. He is light. He is our shield. He is the goat. The greatest of all time. That's what that means. And he, listen to this. All of that is with us. And it doesn't end here. There's a thousand more ways and a thousand more to describe. These are just some of the words we decided to put on paper that day. And if you go through the Bible, you'll see where people have actually named him. And some of those translate to this. Every single one of these words up here has scripture reference for them. You're welcome to take a picture and take it home and look up the passage that tells you that God is love, that God is majesty that God is all-powerful, that God is the one, that God is perfect, that God is our eternal Father. You might not see the goat. Maybe in the message version. You will see that God is with us. Take a picture. Do some study on that this week. Go a little deeper. Go a little further. And even add your own. So then, if God is all of this and my poor self-esteem, is poor theology, and my self-esteem kind of points to my theology, and God is all of this, and I believe that, then who am I? We came up with one answer. I am his. I could put the mic down and go home right now. I choose to be his. I hope you do. So if I am His, and He is all of this, go with me. I am loved. I know my Creator. I experience His mercy. He's calling me to His holiness. He's my Redeemer. I stand in majesty with Him. He is in my circumstances I give him all power he is my peace he sustains me he's the ruler of my universe he is all-knowing of me and what I'm going through he is the one who provides he is the one who protects he is my healer he is unchanging in my life everything else seems to constantly change He is always my everything. He is the Alpha. He was at the beginning, and He will be at the end. He is the One. He is my One. He is my Judge, and He is watching me. He is my righteousness. He gives me every breath I breathe. May I never forget that. He is perfect, and He still wants me. and his cynicism just rolls off our tongue because we just keep forgetting who our father is. I get jealous of other people like they have more than I do. sometimes constantly shook by others' opinions. let's go back to that slide you guys were like yes that's my God and I get to be all of this with him because he is all of this and I am his and then I'm like and yet we live insecure and all of a sudden you're like yeah I do. because it's real but boy y'all we gotta let the light in and God is the light next slide negatives develop in the dark that insecurity that fear that temptation to control the environment or other people that anger trigger that doubt that cynicism that constantly shook by what other people think of me that tendency in me those are negatives that are developing in the dark we have got to let the light We've got to say, Lord, you've got to see my insecurity, and you've got to help me, Lord. I know who you are. And if you need to take that picture of those words earlier, and you need to have that on your phone at 3 in the morning because you wake up and you are so afraid you can hardly see straight. And I'm not talking about healthy fear. I'm talking about irrational fear that has come from the pits of hell to bind you. I'm not talking about insecurity that is there that is healthy because you need to be wise. I'm talking about insecurity where you are so concerned what other people think that you can't even be free in your life and in your living. But if you could just remember who he is, but the terrible thing is that negatives develop in the dark and we start to get negative and we start to get afraid. It's like we just go with it. I took a photography class. Don't ask me to take pictures of anything, okay? I borrowed a camera and it was an easy elective. I'm just saying. And I ended up really enjoying it. But one of the things I learned is that negatives develop in the dark. A dark room, in fact, listen to this. A dark room is used to process photographic film, to make prints, and to carry out other associated tasks. It is a room that can be made completely dark to allow the processing of the light-sensitive photographic materials. Light-sensitive photographic materials, including film and photographic paper. Light-sensitive. You know know what's light-sensitive? The enemy of our soul. He's light-sensitive. Those lights he's going at you, that's light-sensitive. If we would let the light in, that insecurity would have no place. If we would let the light in, that fear would have no place. Because insecurity, fear, all that, it's negative and it develops in the dark. And those things are light sensitive because they come the pits of hell. The inning of our soul is light sensitive. It is time to open up the windows and let the light in. God is light. And this is not a sermon over anybody's head or under anybody's head because no matter if you are 15 or if you are older than that, you know insecurity. You know fear. You know debilitating worry. You know the temptation to be cynical and doubtful. You know the temptation to control. You know the temptation To just hide. I look back all the way to Adam and Eve. That's a long time ago. Like way back, okay? And I was really touched thinking about this this week. And I was thinking of different stories I could share. And I'm not going to share their whole story. You guys know the story of Adam and Eve. And if you don't, I would love to talk to you after service. We'll talk more about it. But the story of Adam and Eve is they betrayed the Lord. They betrayed God. And they sinned against him. And God came and walked and talked with Adam in the cool of the day. It was starting to be the cool of the day. And they went and hid. Now, if that's not insecurity and fear and forgetting who your daddy is, I don't know what is. They went and hid. What I love about the story is that God did not say, Of course. Of course you did. He went and found them. He said, Where are you? Where are you? Why are you hiding? The God of the universe, the could have 10,000 lists of adjectives that we put up there earlier. The God, the one that loves you with an everlasting love did not go and say, look at you doing that again. Look at you opening a can of worms. eternity. <laughs> And we live so insecure, and we let the world's opinions of us determine our worth and our abilities, and we let the world's opinions of us determine His greatness in our hearts, and we let what we go through determine what is ahead of us. We spend so much time looking back at the rearview mirror rather than being windshield, windshield drivers. We must let the light in over and over and over. We know Adam and Eve's story didn't go just perfectly. If you've met their children in the scriptures, you know what I'm talking about. It didn't go just perfect. But I guarantee when you had that encounter with a God that doesn't roll his eyes and abandon you because of your flesh, but instead comes to you and says, where are you? It's not over. Our insecurities are rooted in these fears that we're not going to be good enough, that we're not going to be accepted. But the God who is light, the God who is goat, the God who is love, the God who is mercy, the God who is alpha and omega is saying, where are you? I want to be one with you. And I hope to you tonight that brings hope. That that brings joy, that you're willing to open up the windows and let the light in. When we let the light in, when we run to the Father, what would have been different if Adam and Eve would have been like, oh Lord, and ran to him? We sinned, we betrayed you, we're sorry. I don't know what the story would look like, but I know this, I learned from them hiding that I don't need to hide that he's not rolling his eyes at me and walking the other way. He is pursuing me and I can run to him over and over and over and let the light in. I can do that and that is when I overcome my fears. That is when I have victory over my sin. That is when I remain in the light. That is when I can call down heaven on my behalf. Do you understand that when you run to him and you talk to him and commune with him, Find him and and kill him. But listen to this. In John 12, 1 and 2. This is about six days before Passover, which isn't long after the raising of Lazarus from the grave. Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. It stops there. There's not more. I don't need to see more. Let's read it again. Jesus came to Bethany. If you're anything like me, you're like, hold up, hold up, hold So I'm going to read it again. Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Now, I read this and I was like, hold up, hold up. Lazarus has been through some stuff. And he's just casually reclining at the table. You know why? He knows who he's with. He knows who he's with. stuff, but he knows who he's with. Listen to me. You've been through some stuff. Don't let it change your self-esteem. Let it strengthen your self-esteem because the one that got you through is the one that you're at table with. The one that you are living in life with, the one that you are in presence with the one that raised you from that situation the one that helped you overcome that battle the one that got you through the one that is literally the strength in your bones is with you and just like Lazarus reclining at the table all chill with Jesus because he knows who he's with you are with the God of the universe and you've been through some stuff but you tell insecurity to take a hike I'm with him You tell fear to take a hike, I'm with him. I know who my father is, and he loves me. I know who my dad is, and he has mercy for me. I know who I'm with, and he is with me in every battle. I know who I'm with, and his love is unchanging. I know who I'm with, and I am calmly at the table. Example tonight of Lazarus who just was dead and now he lives, but he's living in light of what he lived through, not in light of what he was attacked with. If I am God's and he is all of that. have all that I need. Way too often we let these opinions of others in these potential circumstances become these little g gods in our life. I read a thing recently that said the things that we are so insecure about, the things that we are so afraid of, and the things that we give in to constantly become these little G-gods because we worship the outcomes of those situations more than we worship the big G-god. And I want to tell you, I want to be a child of the big G-god, not the million little G-gods. I want to live for the big G-god who is everything we listed earlier, and more. I can give you a million insecurities. I can give you a million lies that come into my head, and I can give you a million things that is greater than those lies and those insecurities that lies in God, the big G. And I will not live for the million little voices in the little G-gods of my life. I am a child of the big G-god. so are you. And with all the insecurity, and all the fear, and all the cynicism, and all the defeating lies that come against me, they gotta go through my daddy to get to me. But we all have those days, we all have those moments. We all come to the end of our road where we just don't know how we can hold on anymore. And I remember as a little girl, I had the privilege of having a very good father, earthly father. Some of you don't, and I'm sorry. But my experience as a little girl was if I ran up into my daddy's lab, nothing could hurt me. Nothing can get to me here. I don't know if that's your experience with your dad, but I want you to know that our eternal Father, our big G God, he's standing there and he's like, just come on. Drop those insecurities, drop those fears. Crawl up into my lap. I got you. And whether you're 15 or whether you're 85 in here tonight, you probably have some baggage you can drop. I'm going to play this song for you. You have a note card in your chair. You're welcome to take that out and journal a little bit as you listen to the Lord through this song. You're welcome to just watch the words of this song. Whatever you need to do. You're welcome to come up here and lay some things down. Literally, if you want to write down this card and just leave it on the steps, you're welcome to do that. If you are a practical person where you need to lay it down, you can write down this card what you need to leave behind as you run to the Father tonight. Maybe it's insecurity. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's a need to control. Maybe it's a cynical mindset. Maybe it's a defeating thought. Maybe it's a broken heart that's holding you back. But during this song, if you want to just journal some or just reflect on some of the things we have talked about tonight. And remember that when you know who God is, you can know who you are. So let the light in as the song plays and I'll come back up after. Or that you will take this song or these thoughts this week and that you will go deeper with God because he is light. And I want you to remember that phrase, negatives develop in the dark. I want you to ask God to identify what area of my life is developing in the darkness of the enemy's lies. Designed to pull me into death rather than living with life, I want to be a Lazarus living in light of the resurrection rather than the death. I want to be a Lazarus that way, don't you? And we've all been through some stuff, but I want you to live in light of the victory that you are living in right now. The strength and the confidence that is in you right now because God is a good God. He's a big God and he brought you through. And the same God that brought you through this time will be with you all the way through the next time. He is light. Let the light in. The world will have labels for you. The world will actually try to tell you who you are and who you need to be. But God is saying, you are who I say you are. And if you will just Google this week, who does God say that I am? Oh, we said that he is, you will say, you will see that he tells you, you are loved. You are mercy. You are, you are good. You are my child. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. You are life. You are light. You are salt. And you are seeing that he is placing his presence in you. You are his child. You are who he says you are. Those insecurities, those fears, those things we need to overcome, they are there because the world is labeling you. The enemy is labeling you. And he's doing it to give you poor self esteem and poor theology so that you forget who God is and you'll live according to the world standards rather than the word. He is light, and you are his child. You are children of the light. You are who he says you are. And I hope that tonight that you will walk out of here knowing that and that you'll have the confidence of knowing your worth and your abilities and that it lies in a big God because strong self-esteem is strong theology. Let's pray. God, you're so good and we love you so much and we thank you for these moments where we can just have real talk. Kind of like we're at McDonald's together, having a Coke and French fries. And we can just talk about who you are and who you're calling us to be and the things that come into our life to trip us up to becoming all that you called us to be. God, we see how insecurities and fears and cynical thoughts and doubtful minds can come against us and, and can cause us to not reach our potential, but also cause us not to run to you. So God, we thank you for moments like this where you remind us that you are the eternal Father and that you are loving us and that you are calling us to be your own and in that we have no lack of esteem. That if we can just know that we are yours and stand firmly in that truth, then we have all that we need. God, we thank you that you are all of those things that we listed earlier and more. And we thank you that you call us And over and over again keep reminding us who we are keep calling us around thank you Lord that you pursue us and you don't turn your back on us and that you don't roll your eyes at us even though I think sometimes you probably wish you could <laughs> and you may want to God thank you for not rolling your eyes at us